Oops, you stumbled into that leadership position. You had a big vision, big ideas, but it hasn't gone quite as you planned. You're in the right place. Welcome to the Accidental Leader Podcast with your accidental leader, Bo McDonald. Hello and welcome into episode number nine of the Accidental Leader. I'm your host, Bo McDonald. I also am a fellow accidental leader. Something a little bit different on the podcast today. I have no guest with me because I've got some some thoughts that have been swirling in my head for the last few weeks. And it, it's something I, I started jotting ideas down and it, it's something I thought that I should share with you on the podcast as, as a fellow accidental leader. To open, I want to focus on a statement from the ancient Greek philosopher Heraclitus. It is this, no man ever steps in the same river twice, for it's not the same river, and he's not the same man. I'm going to break this down over the next 20 so minutes about what that means. Three, two, one. For more resources and to listen to past Accidental Leader podcast episodes, visit theaccidentalleader.com. Courtesy of our sponsors, your marketing company and Uncommon. First, I'd heard that statement at a credit union strategic planning session several years ago when the board chair had shared it. He was preparing the board for some some pretty major changes that needed to take place within that organization, pretty much reminding them that while the legacy and good old days were in fact great, they had great memories of that. They didn't want to change. It's what they wanted to do. It's who they wanted to be. Still a lot had changed, which meant a lot had to change. The credit union had been originally formed to serve a university, and in, in recent years, a larger credit union had come in. They'd offered the university seven figures to pretty much buy their way into the university, leaving the smaller credit union in the dust. They couldn't compete with those numbers. So a credit union that had served this organization for decades and a board full of university employees who wanted so badly not to see that relationship with her, the relationship was out of their control. What was done was done. There really was no going back. History had, had been written, and you can't step in the same river twice. It was the time for that credit union board to look to the future and what could be and what is instead of dwelling on what was. You see, I recently took a trip back home to, to Binghamton, New York, and I don't go back very often. And usually when I do, it, it's a pretty tight schedule to visit family, and I'm hopping back on a plane. And this trip really was no different, but I had some extra time when my flight landed. I found myself visiting some old sites, buildings, bringing back memories. I first picked up my rental car at the Syracuse airport when I landed. At about halfway to Binghamton, New York, it's about an hour drive, I flipped on an old radio station that I used to work for, the very first one that I worked for. If you recall, in episode number one, I talk about the two Johns. The good John, John Davison, was the program director, my very first leader there. And I remember how great this radio station was. It was full of liveliness and, and personalities. It was vibrant. And I flipped it on and it was very different. It was so different. It was recorded. Pretty much everything was recorded. It was nothing more than a, a jukebox throwing some commercials in there. And I started reminiscing to the days in that studio and, and the fun 
the different personalities I worked with. I remember one of the, the listeners, her name was Elizabeth Shirley. She was a one-eyed lady who drank a lot. And when she would drink, she would call into the radio station. And she was so entertaining. I would always have so much fun with her. And we'd put her on the air. She loved the radio station. And, and all of us at the radio station, we, we loved her. She was a personality all in her own. I think about the, the many concerts that I got to MC, the folks that I got to meet, just the fun that was had in that studio. And all I could imagine driving down I-81 from, from Syracuse to Binghamton was this vibrant studio that was vibrant no more with a computer sitting in it and songs and commercials just running. And I longed for those days of being back in that studio and how great it was. And I realized I can't step in the same river twice. I have those memories with me. There's really no going back. There's no going back to that. One of the first stops I made when I got into Binghamton, New York, while I was listening to that radio station, WHWK, I stopped at the Binghamton Plaza. That was also a vibrant place. Many memories of childhood there. Kmart was there. You can imagine that's an empty building now. So many storefronts, totally empty, including the Hallmark store, the one that my mother managed, that I spent so many days in helping her stock cards and stock gifts and the personalities that worked in that store and the, some of the personalities that would walk the plaza. I can imagine George Slick, who was an older fella. Everyone thought he might have been homeless, but it turns out when he passed away, he indeed was not homeless. He had a lot of money. It's one of those folks that you would look at and say, he doesn't have a pot to pee in. He always had one of those homemade cigarettes. It looked like glued to his lip and a fake toy gun on his hip, dressed as a cowboy, just walking up and down the plaza. There was nothing there. There was no George Slick. There was no Hallmark. It was an empty building with ceiling tiles pretty much all on the floor from years of neglect. That one's vibrant plaza. Now, nothing. Nothing except mold and neglect and a bunch of memories. And I couldn't step into that same river twice. My second stop was Nurchie's Pizza. And, and this is one of the times that I guess I could step into the same river twice. The pizza was as good as I remember it. The sauce, it's those little square pizzas. And it's the best, the very best wing sauce you will ever have. So I indeed did step into that same river twice. Sometimes you can when it comes to food. My next stop was the Shenango Valley Cemetery. I popped in there, drove in. I first stopped at my great-grandmother's grave. She was alive until I was about 14 or 15. And her grave was not as I remember it. I remember the many, many times as a child through the summer with my mother and my grandmother, sometimes my uncle. We'd go up to Shenango Valley Cemetery and we would, we would make sure that there were fresh flowers planted, usually geraniums, right in front of the, the gravestone, that everything was cleaned up, it was weeded. But not now. Now, with, with so many family members passed away, my uncle, who, who is unable to leave his bed, my mother, who, whose back issues are, are so severe that she can barely walk. And me now living 12 hours away. These graves that were once beautiful little gardens. Now, 
very unkempt. I drove by my old house, the north side of Binghamton, New York, a neighborhood that once during the summertime I could ride my bicycle freely. No issues, no thoughts of crime. Of course, this was decades ago. Things were very different, but the neighborhood is, is so different now. Driving through there and seeing most of the homes boarded up, I remember my friend Scott, big yellow house on the corner. It's all boarded up now. I remember the, the fun times in that house, riding bicycles, playing with matchbox cars. I remember going there after school almost every day. His mother would have Oprah on when we'd walk in the door. We'd spend about an hour. I was kicked out when it was dinner time. It was time for me to go home. Now that once vibrant yellow house, I'll board it up. Drove by the house I grew up in, just a few doors down. Two police cars were out front. Two police were standing there, conversing about whatever issue was going on in that house. That house probably should be boarded up at this time. I remember all the great Christmases there. I could almost see the decorations on the front porch that I would put up. I would always over-decorate. I love Christmas lights. Nothing's changed today. I imagined all of the what-ifs as I was driving through there, stopping at the Binghamton Plaza, listening to the radio station, driving through that old cemetery where some of my relatives are buried, driving by my old neighborhood. I started thinking about the what-ifs. I started trying to step back into that same river to see if, if there was something there. What if I'd stayed at that radio station? I love it so much. I always think about what if I'd stayed there? What if I had not left? What if I'd not moved to Elmira? What if I'd not moved to Pittsburgh? What if I'd not moved to South Carolina? What if I'd stayed right there? Chances are, I'd still be there today. One of the very few live personalities, if I had survived the layoffs, the radio station still would be very different. There would be no John Davison. There'd be no personalities. Elizabeth Shirley has long passed on. And even if I'd stayed there, I wouldn't be stepping into the same river twice. But then I realized I probably would not be speaking to you right now on this podcast. I never would have opened a company. I never would have failed so many times at leadership that it made me want to be a better leader and come share this information with you. What if I'd never left that old house or stayed in Binghamton? Those police cars might have been out front while I was living there. That doesn't seem very pleasant. Living in that situation. In that neighborhood with boarded up houses and crime. What if I'd gone to my grandmother's funeral? As I walked through that cemetery, I, I thought about all the times that I chose business over personal. I remember telling my mother, I can't make it up there this weekend for, for grandma's funeral. I've got a work event. I need to be here for that. I think about the what ifs. But I think about the river I stand in today. And good or bad, if I'd not made those decisions, I would not be where I am right now, which would have not led dozens and dozens of credit unions to, to hire my team and grow and be in a better spot. And then the ripple effect of that, how many people have received a life-changing loan or financial counseling that has had such a positive impact on their life because of the work my team has done? If I'd never left that radio station, if I'd never left Binghamton, many, many lives would be different. That's not an ego thing, talking about how great I am. I'm just reflecting on the ripple effect of, of the work that I do and the outcomes that I don't even know about. I think about my team. Where would Jennifer be if YMC had not existed? If you remember Jennifer Pham from a few podcasts ago, 
She was our junior graphic designer who is now one of the, the three leaders on my team. Through Next Level Life, my mission, my personal mission statement was developed. It is, I exist to change passionate people by providing opportunities to use their gifts. I would never have that opportunity if I had stayed where I was, if I had not made the decisions I made. I would have never made it to Liberty, South Carolina, where I currently live. I would never have had the chance to buy some of the old historic buildings downtown that were sitting there rotting. I would never have met Donna, who has turned one of those empty, old, leaky buildings into the first new business to flourish and provide a, a gathering spot in the city of Liberty in the, in the wine bar that she's opened, Hops and Harvest. It's vibrant again. I sat in that building the first night she opened, and I thought about the first time I walked into that building with, it almost looked like the Binghamton Plaza. Some ceiling tiles had crashed to the floor after years of neglect and a leaky roof. It just smelled stale and, and sour. And I sat there the first night she opened in a beautiful, bright new building with almost every seat full of neighbors who for years had not had a gathering spot like that. And now they did. They had a place to come after work and, and say hello and, and meet new friends and meet new neighbors. As I pondered the old rivers that I tried to step into, but I couldn't. I just couldn't dwell. I couldn't wish for the what ifs. I reflected on how I got here and where I am. And the many positives, the negatives too, neglected relationships, divorces, don't dwell. They happened. Learn from them. Reflect on the good and, and celebrate where you are now. I think of the famous philosopher, Garth Brooks, and some of his sage advice. When you talk about not being able to step into the same river twice, Garth Brooks breaks it down. Some words from some of his songs. I'm not going to sing it. You wouldn't want me to do that but I'll share them with you. Just the other night at a hometown football game, my wife and I ran into my old high school flame. And as I introduced them, the past came back to me. He was stepping into that same river. And I couldn't help but think of the way things used to be. She was the one I'd wanted for all times. And each night, I'd spend praying that God would make her mine. And if he'd only grant me this wish, I'd wish back then I'd never ask for anything again. Garth Brooks goes on in that song. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. Remember when you're talking to the man upstairs that just because he doesn't answer doesn't mean he doesn't care. Some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. And this is where it really hits you. She wasn't quite the angel that I remembered in my dreams and I could tell the time had changed me and in her eyes too, it seemed. We tried to talk about the old days. There wasn't much we could recall. I guess the Lord knows what he's doing after all. As she walked away and I looked at my wife, Right then and there, I thank the good Lord for the gifts in my life. That really sums up the statement, you can't step into the same river twice. If you're like me, you think about the past, whether it's personal or business. I tend to go back. We're entering number 15, year number 15 of my business, your marketing company. And sometimes I go back to those days of old and I know we can't go back there. Just no way. Some things we can and we should. Some things we can. And you just shouldn't. You shouldn't step in that same river twice because it's just not going to happen. It's easy for us to get caught up in the past. It's easy for us to say, this is the way we've always done it. It's easy for us to stay in a place of comfort and ease. It's easy for us to reminisce about the way things had been and get stuck and cranky and crotchety. Look back on where you've been and how it got you where you are today. 
that series of small decisions you've made, it's added up to something big and bold and bodacious and successful. Your imprint has been left on many organizations and many lives based on the decisions you've made, sometimes good, sometimes not so good. But as you reflect back and you get nostalgic, it's great to have those memories, but sometimes it's great to keep them there as memories. Take some time, thank God for those unanswered prayers, and remember, no man ever steps into the same river twice, for it's not the same river, and he's not the same man. And with that, I know this is a short podcast. Those are thoughts that have been weighing on me ever since I got back from my trip to New York just a couple of weeks ago. And it's thoughts as I started jotting down ideas that I know so many other fellow accidental leaders have as, as you reminisce about the past and sometimes wish you could, you could go back there. Sometimes you need that reality check that it's just not going to happen. And this has been episode number nine of The Accidental Leader. I'm so excited to start preparing for episode number 10. My very own business coach, leadership coach, Mary Jane Walsh is going to join me on that. And we're almost going to flip the tables. We're going to share a Mary Jane story, but she's almost going to interview me and talk about what she has seen in my leadership journey. Over the last couple of years, we've been working together where I was, where I am, and how I got here. So that perhaps you can learn a thing or two about that leadership journey. Take some of that with you. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Accidental Leader. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. For more resources and to listen to past Accidental Leader podcast episodes, visit theaccidentalleader.com, courtesy of our sponsors, your marketing company, and Uncommon.